I am Gary Conaway. Uh, been here a long time. I'm one of the charter members. Um, I think one of the better things I do in these times is to be, uh, be a covenant group leader. I just love covenant groups. I like what they do. Uh, first time I heard about covenant groups was uh, a former minister, Mark Holger, had been to a meeting, came back and had this idea of, of having covenant groups. And so there was a, people were picked and they trained facilitators and they refined the process. And then at some point they opened it up to others and I was able to join one of those early groups. And it was, um, it just really, I mean, for me, it really worked. It's a chance to, you know, if you're UU and you're trying to figure some things out, it's nice to have people that you can share with and hear what they say and, and see what you come up with for yourself. So, um, so I was in that early group. And then at some point, Cheryl and I uh, hosted a covenant group at our house for several years. And then later I joined uh, Catherine Warrior's group. And then sometime after that, and the reason I say, because this is in the last 20 some years, I don't necessarily always know when. Uh, so she asked me if I would be like to be a co-leader with her, which for me worked really well, that uh, we work well together and we like to share the, the load and all. And, uh, and then after, then we put out an announcement for anybody interested in a new group. And so we got a, a series of, I think we had six, seven people that wanted to be a new group. And so then I co-led uh, co that group with Sally Wentz and that's still ongoing. So now I, I am a co-leader for two covenant groups, both uh, Tuesday afternoon from 1.30 to 3. The first one, the first and third Tuesdays and the second one, the second and fourth. So, so the covenant group, we, we commit to getting together for an hour and a half of dedicated time to be with, with this small group and do it twice a month. And in, in our church, we've had uh, some surveys where we asked well, what was really important and always community came up on the top of the list. Music was up there too, but community was, was one, of the, one of the things and it's very important, I think, and so, to me, if you're new or if you're a little bit isolated, it's really nice to have this group that you can go in, go out, go and hang out with, and um, and I think it's a really good time. And the other thing is, um, because we have principles, we don't. When you come in, we don't tell you what you have to do. We just, you know, it, we figure out these principles. And the fourth principle is a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. And so I can't think of a better way to do that is we have a different topic every time and we get to talk about it and you get to share your feelings and you get to hear what others think. And for me, we all come out in a little better place. And I, th I, I look at it as basically as a way to um, know each other better. So we have a covenant. We're a church, we're a covenant group, so we have a covenant that was developed by the members. And I wanna read a couple of things here. We do covenant to make attendance at covenant groups a priority, to demonstrate our respect for each person through remembering to listen attentively to each other without interruption and asking questions only to clarify our understanding and not to debate that when we speak, we do so with intentional compassion and sensitivity to all members. 
We speak only for ourselves. We will refrain from giving an advice. We encourage the participation of all members to, to bring forth the gifts that we have to share. To honor the diversity of spiritual yearnings existing in our members through extending our support, compassion, fellowship as we each open ourselves to new learnings. And it's a ritual. We start with a chalice lighting and opening words. Then we have a check-in, which is a chance to hear from our members how they're doing. And then we have a topic and questions. After, after the meeting, we have this ritual and we stand up in a circle, hold hands, and we read, uh, we, we say the uh, loving kindness meditation, which goes, may we be filled with loving kindness, may we be well, may we be peaceful and at ease, may we be joyful. And I see covenant groups as a fine example of beloved community. So Gary told you all um, kind of a little bit about what covenant groups are about, and um, I'm going to take a, a much more personal um, approach to this. Um, I've been a member of the Journeys Covenant Group, which is the evening covenant group, for about six years. And Journeys was named Journeys by our former member, Nora Hatfield, who was the facilitator at the time. And she wanted to highlight the fact that we were all going to go on a journey together. Originally, when I first, Rich and I first started visiting here, I asked to join a covenant group. And my, my, my intent was just to get to meet, to, uh, get to know people, meet people, and make some friends. And that happened. But that was really just the beginning. More than just a, a, simply a discussion group, I found that it was an opportunity for me to reflect and explore a lot of issues of personal and spiritual significance, to hear how others approach those issues, but perhaps most significantly, to experience being in covenant with others. What sets covenant groups apart is the experience of taking part. And today, today I'm going to just share a couple of examples. Um, at the first meeting I attended, we talked about our group covenant, which uh, Gary gave us some good examples of because I didn't necessarily remember all the, all the particulars. But basically, it was what commitments were we making to one another in our group that would allow us to journey together compassionately. But as we all know, covenanting is not always easy. A few years later, uh, a group member who had facilitated the previous night's meeting called me to talk. My pulse quickened. My anxiety was heightened. This sounded serious. But because I knew that this person was approaching me in the spirit of speaking the truth in love, I tried very hard to put aside my defensiveness. And that's because I knew of this person through our experience in Covenant Group. Well, 
it'll come as no surprise to you, those of you who know me, that this person wanted to bring to my attention that in the meeting I had been, well, let's say a little overly enthusiastic about sharing. I was reminded that active listening is a critical component of covenant groups and that I needed to be more mindful of making space for others to share, that doing so would be a good source of learning for me. As a result, not only am I a bit more self-aware, and I'm still working on sharing space for others to, uh, to share, but my, my relationship with this individual is deepened. One of the early topics that um, this group addressed um, soon after I had joined was receiving love and generosity. At the time, I was still struggling with Rich's dementia. I was really lonely and emotionally exhausted from caring for him, trying to have a life, trying to make some new friends and develop a safety network. This topic hit a raw nerve, and it was not long before I was in tears. The others sat quietly, gave me space, and lay witness to my struggle. Their presence was healing, and some might say sacred. Covenant groups are not therapy groups, but they are therapeutic. That evening was one of experiencing the connection and the covenant that I so desperately needed. Being a member of a covenant group has been an incredibly significant part of my membership in this congregation. I've been called to uh, called on to <coughs> excuse me consider perspectives that are radically different from those I've held, and sometimes I've come to see their wisdom. I've been encouraged to further develop skills that we all need to be effectively in covenant with one another. One of the joys I've had, interestingly enough, came during the pandemic. When COVID hit and we were forced to go to Zoom, I personally found that that online platform was really distancing for our small intimate group. I felt much more separated from everybody. However, one of our members thrived in the online platform. This individual went from being very reserved to being quite outspoken and is now a very active participant in our congregation. I mention this not because of that person, but because of the impact on me. That it's been an incredible pleasure for me to be part of and to watch this person's blossoming. It's, it's really been a high for me. And it's also about the valuable perspective I've gained from getting to know this person who I most likely would never have known. All of us in this congregation have gifts, and sometimes it's difficult for those gifts to become apparent because during coffee hour, we tend to talk with our friends or greet newcomers or engage in small talk. If you want to get to know yourself and others on an intimate level to learn what makes both you and them tick and experience covenant, 
this is the perfect place for you. It is for me. Covenant groups as a participant and or a leader since 2006. A lot of years. <laughs> My husband, Alan, was one of the original covenant group leaders. So he led a covenant group that met in our home for approximately six years. And I say approximately because, you know, we're talking about almost 20 years here. <laughs> I participated in that group. Alan was always a strong advocate for small groups and a small group ministry, believing that small groups are the heart of a strong congregation and beloved community. After that Sunday evening group stopped meeting, I was then invited to lead a daytime group, which I hosted at my home for several years. Subsequently, we moved our meetings to the parish house because there's ADA accessibility and that provides a welcome for everyone. I now share the leadership with Gary of a daytime covenant group that meets on the first and third Tuesday afternoons. Check-ins are a part of every session. They provide an opportunity for us to share our highs and lows as Reverend Ben talked about last Sunday in his sermon. We're able to share our joys and concerns, our grief and loss, our vulnerability with one another in a safe and trusted group. Joys have included engagements, marriages, retirement, and the birth of a great grandchild. We also had the privilege of sharing a member's courageous journey through her terminal illness and subsequent death. Peggy exhibited such grace as she dealt with her challenges and was a role model to each of us. Personally, I have received so much support over the last about five years as I was on a journey with my husband through Parkinson's and Lewy body dementia. I received care and compassion and particularly at his recent death. Covenant groups offer us a chance to explore a variety of topics as we embark on our search for truth and meaning in spiritual growth. At the heart of the covenant group experience is deep listening, which encourages each of us to listen mindfully, compassionately, and without judgment. That allows us to get to know the others in the group and to know ourselves. Over time, we build intimacy and deep connections with one another. We are able to truly be ourselves. Another tenet of covenant groups is a service project. Our covenant group is made providing Easter dinner for the Hillsborough Family Shelter, our service project, many years. We find this experience meaningful and important as we collect the food items and make sure that we provide boiled eggs for the children to color and hunt. This happens to be the same shelter that we provide food for uh, through Hope Sunday. While we were unable to meet in person during COVID, 
Our covenant group continued to meet twice a month via Zoom. At that time, it was a lifeline during a difficult time of separation for many of us. My personal experience is that through covenant groups, I experience and know beloved community as we continue our spiritual journeys in relationship with one another. So I'm Kathy Foldus again, um, and I'd like to start by saying, what are your underlying beliefs about hardness or ease? What would trying easy instead of trying hard look like in your life? How might we make the hard things easier on ourselves? How would you go deeper with these concepts and how they relate to your personal spiritual beliefs? These are the kind of reflection questions that covenant group participants discuss. My husband, John, and I were in covenant groups for many years and enjoyed the personal growth and getting to know many people more deeply. Covenant groups give two important messages to participants. You belong and you count. I certainly got those messages. And that's what I got out of participating in covenant groups. But wait, there's more. Those of you who know me understand my love of small groups and that I've been a facilitator or participant in small groups all of my life. So that was a strong attraction for me when our church began its covenant group program and a great sort of source of satisfaction for many years. So let me tell you a bit more about how our church came to offer covenant groups. Our minister in 2005 learned more about small group ministry, a movement to connect congregants in small groups and engage them in deeper conversations to create strong lasting relationships within a congregation. To be truthful, this idea originated in the mega churches that were so successful in evangelical Christianity. Who among you has heard of Rick Warren and his mega church? So in 2005, 2006, our minister called for volunteers to be trained in how to facilitate these small groups by participating in one together for the church year and reflecting on improving, creating a safe space for sharing. Some of us here today were in the original group that was trained. I was. At one time, we had 100 adults in the congregation who belonged to a covenant group, which is what these small groups are often called, but another name is Chalice Circle. Most of the covenant groups lasted for the church year, but some were purposefully short, five or six sessions on a theme. Humanism, spirituality of food, Buddhism, growing your spirit outdoors, growing your spirit through social justice, for example. For those of you who've never been in a covenant group and wanna know what topics are discussed, here's a partial list of ones that we address in the groups I led. Acceptance of one another, a call not taken, a spiritual experience, aging to saging, Best friends, true friends, bringing spirit to work, 
change, courage, crossroads. You can tell these are in alphabetical order, right? <laughs> Delight and joy, fear, generosity, inner and outer life, loving relationships, money, renewal, search for truth and meaning, service, shadow self, shared wisdom, Shoah, spirit of the family, the chaos in our lives, and time. Some of these topics came from the small group ministry website, a UU resource for UU churches everywhere. But many of them were developed by covenant group leaders in our church and then were shared to the small group ministry website. I personally loved creating some of these sessions. After facilitating and also leading the covenant group program for 10 years, I needed a break and others stepped up. The one piece I continued to do was the newcomers groups. I love these groups. We developed sessions that were particular to newcomers. How many here today were in a newcomers covenant group? You can raise your hand. I hope you will talk about your experience during the social hour. I loved getting to know the people who are interested in our church and providing ways to connect and grow their feelings of belonging. I hope that others here today will want to experience what covenant groups offer. There's an interest sign-up sheet on the gathering room table as you leave, and I'm going to just share it here on the screen. It's real simple. I'm interested in covenant groups, name, email address, phone number, and then daytime or evening. You can put your interest in the chat if you're on Zoom. Okay, um, I, I hope that you all will experience the bonding that occurs when you get to know people in this small group. May it be so. and singing our closing hymn, number 1021 in the Teal Hymnal, Lean on Me.